Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program. I'm your host, Steve Z. Let's get started. Say, girl, what you doing up here at the Met Gala, dressed in your black servant's uniform? I thought you wasn't going to serve these rich white folks no more. Girl, you got to do what you got to do to make a living, you heard? Hey, look at that girl over there. Who that is? That's Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, what she be doing up in here? I thought she be hating on rich folks. Well, girl, you know that's only what she be saying so she could get votes. This the Met Gala, where the richest of the richest of the richest hangs out. Uh-huh. She's supposed to be hating on these rich people, but look at her up in here. Yeah, look at that fancy white dress on that girl. It look like she done period all over it. What it say? It say tax the rich. Girl, that's rich. She be coming in here with that message in period red paint with all these rich ass people up in here. She might as well be slapping them right in their face. Yeah, and guess what? She be done got in here for free. These rich ass people gave her a free ticket. Say what? Them tickets go like $30,000, girl. Yep, all these rich folks, they that stupid. And look, she ain't be wearing no mask neither like she got to. Privilege much? You'll know it, girl. Go give her some champagne and offer her a maxi pad to clean up that hypocrite blood off that white dress. You know it, girl. Okay, my friends, it's still Friday. It is still the 17th day of September in the year 2021. And that should scare the living hell out of all of you. That means we're only 241 days into a four-year shit show known as the gropey Joe Biden Camel Toe Harris presidency. The midterm elections are a year away, and we have to find a way as conservatives, as Republicans, to become cohesive and put a real hard message out there that maybe doesn't mention Donald Trump by name, but mentions the accomplishments of the previous administration by action and by deed. Yes, the Republicans do have a Donald Trump problem because the Democrats and those of their supporters in the willing progressive liberal media have found a way to make Donald Trump's name out to be something bad, while they make gropey Joe Biden look like some sort of damned hero. I'll tell you this, folks. There needs to be a cohesive message. The economy, stupid, the economy should be the lead factor. Simple numbers. Even the ignorant can look at simple numbers. Even the ignorant, even the stupid, the uneducated, the brainwashed, the blind, the mentally challenged, the mentally unstable can look in their wallets and say, gee, a 20-piece box of chicken McNuggets a year ago when Donald Trump was president was $4.99 at Mickey D's. And now it's $9.94. That is almost a doubling of the price. And I haven't gotten a pay raise under gropey Joe Biden. So now more of my money is going out of my wallet to buy my McNuggets under Biden than went out of my wallet under Trump. It really is that elementary. And for many of Americans in this country, that is the education level at which they operate. Think about it. If you right now listening to the Truth Hurts program, consider yourself to be the average American. That means one Half of the entire 334 million population is stupider than you. Unfortunately for you, it also means that one half of the 334 million population is smarter than you. Hmm. Where do you lie in that average? As I've said on this program many times, I know that I am above average. My SAT scores, 
all of those standardized tests that I took from the time I was in the first grade through school all the way, I always excelled. I always succeeded in those tests. So I know, education-wise, mental capacity-wise, common sense-wise, your host, Steve Z, is well above average. That's reality. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your wallet. Let's talk about your financial situation as of September 17th, 2021. Be honest with yourself now. Unless you're a lineman fixing power lines in South Louisiana or Texas right now, you're probably not making more money than you did last year. If you're a waiter, a bartender, a musician, a service worker of any kind, it is highly likely that you are making far less money, if you're working at all, under the Biden economy than you were on year two, or let's just say on day 241 of the Donald Trump administration. Let's compare apples to apples. Today is day 241 of the Gropey Joe administration. Are you making more money or less money than you were on day 241 of the Trump administration? Are you paying more in taxes now? Are you paying more at the gas pump now? Are you paying more at the restaurant? Are you paying more at the grocery store? Are you paying more at the home improvement store? Are you paying more for each and everything, every product, every good, every service that you are buying? Are you paying more now under Gropey Joe than you paid under Donald Trump? If you answer no, you're a damned liar. Gasoline prices are up about $1.40 higher, at least here in South Louisiana, than they were one year ago. And they're up almost $1.65 per gallon from day 241 of the Donald Trump administration. Are you more secure? Do you feel more safe on the world stage under Gropey Joe than you did under Donald Trump? Now let's put aside all that media hype. Let's put aside all of the warmongering and fear-mongering that was put into your heads by the media, the mainstream liberal media, who told you for four years that Trump was unstable and that we were only one button push away from him unleashing havoc and hell on the world. Under Donald Trump, we spent four entire years without a new armed conflict. Guess what? Under Donald Trump, little rocket man Kim Jong-un was under control. Now he's out of control. He has developed a choo-choo train mounted ballistic missile system that can traverse any train track in North Korea, set up shop, and fire a missile potentially at U.S. targets in Japan, South Korea, and other areas within minutes. We have no way to trace that. You can't trace every train in a country by satellite. You just can't do it. And these train cars look just like regular train cars, except the tops open up and a giant missile pops out, and then they light it, and they send it on its way. We are in far greater danger as a nation, my friends, under Joe Biden's administration than we ever were under Donald Trump. And with traitorous military leaders like General Mark Milley doing everything they could to undermine the Trump administration, otherwise why the hell would they have kept him on as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff under Biden? Obviously, they needed him there to bash Trump, and they need him now to prop up Joe Biden's illegitimate presidency. How dare you say illegitimate presidency? There was no proof of widespread voter fraud. Wrong. There was lots of proof, but it was ignored, swept under the rug, laughed at by the mainstream media. And then, simply, stories were written and aired to divert attention away from those facts. Remember murder hornets, coin shortages, debates about transgenders playing in all girls' sports, 
trannies in bathrooms, freak shows walking around in little girls' bathrooms, pulling out their Johnsons and saying, Today I feel like a woman, so it's okay for me to be in here as a pervert whipping out Mr. Willie in front of the other little girls. I have the right because I'm a trans-gay genderqueer. Sorry, folks. Every single one of Joe Biden's screw-ups, mess-ups, follies, flubs, mistakes, deliberate acts of pushes towards socialism and communism have been met by a willing accomplice in the mainstream media whose sole purpose it is to divert your attention away from what is happening, away from the willful, deliberate, intentional destruction of our Republican democracy or Democratic Republic, however you wish to put it, by the Groper-in-Chief, sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, mopey-dopey, little girl gropey, Joseph R. Biden. If you can't see this, my friends, I can't make you open your eyes. I can lead you to the water, but I cannot make you drink, my friends. That is reality. And this is the Truth Hurts Program. Stacy at the Truth Hurts Program. Democrat House of Representatives, New York, Alexandria Ocasio, Horseface Cortez, might be playing the role of a young, clear-eyed socialist the scourge of capitalists everywhere. But when it comes to generating wealth for herself and her friends, she is as shrewd and conniving as the most unscrupulous oil baron. This congresswoman caused a minor sensation this week with her appearance at the 2021 Metropolitan Museum of Arts Annual Costume Institute Gala, one of the most ostentatious annual gatherings of aggressively wealthy people on planet Earth. The sheer show of opulence, hobnobbing with the wealthy, with the rich, the people she claims to despise, makes her the hypocrite of the month. Horseface Cortez attended the event wearing a designer white dress bearing the slogan, Tax the Rich, in period red blood paint. She was also posing for photos, holding a $995 handbag emblazoned with the same phrase. The dress and the handbag were provided by Brother Veli's founder, Aurora James, a Canadian-born designer whom the congresswoman weirdly describes as, quote, a black woman immigrant, unquote. Nothing racist about that, I guess. Miss James, by the way, is dating billionaire Seagram's heir, Benjamin Broffman, but I digress. Alexandria Horseface Cortez said on Monday in an interview on the red carpet, quote, When Aurora and I were first kind of par partnered, we um, started having a conversation about what it means to be working class women of color at the Met. And we said, we just can't play along. We need to break the fourth wall and challenge some of the institutions. While the Met is known for spectacle, we should have a conversation about it. I don't know what the hell that actually means. It was some more nonsensical ramblings coming from this woman who claims to be anti-rich and was walking around with a $1,000 dress and handbag combination. Oh, more than that. I don't know how much the dress was. The handbag was $1,000. She says that her $30,000 to $35,000 ticket was a gift. That violates campaign laws, my friends, campaign contribution laws. She was criticized for participating in the annual display of extravagant wealth, but she defended her decision, claiming no contradiction between her gala attendance and her espoused beliefs regarding taxation and wealth inequality. The Met, which receives federal funding, by the way, clarified that it comped the congresswoman's ticket. 
And this, my friends, is where the shit hits the fan. Or at least it should. After the gala, the Congresswoman's office sent out a fundraising email encouraging supporters to buy Ocasio-Cortez branded t-shirts and hoodies emblazoned with the same tax the rich slogan that she promoted at the Met. The t-shirts are 27 bucks a piece and the hoodies are 58. You better believe Ms. James is benefiting from that supposed attempt to break the fourth wall for quote, working class women's of colors. Brother Veli's website, by the way, now prominently displays a customized version of that $995 handbag that Ocasio-Cortez sported at the center of the party. The product listing for the, quote, tax the rich handbag includes the line, as seen at the 2021 Met Gala. The listing also includes a photo of the congresswoman modeling the handbag at the gala. Just so we're all on the same page, Horseface Cortez, a supposed advocate for the working class and for the minority women's of color, attended the gathering best known for its flagrant displays of extravagant wealth. She attended wearing a designer dress borrowed from the girlfriend of the billionaire Seagram's liquor heir. Her admission was waived by the taxpayer-subsidized Met, and she showed up to the event toting that $1,000 handbag, and her office then responded to criticism of her presence by sending an email hawking her own Tax the Rich branded merchandise. Her designer friend is using the congresswoman's appearance to sell similar handbags. You see, everyone's getting paid. Capitalism is working for Ms. Cortez and her rich, opulent friends. While she looks down her nose, demanding that the help wear a mask. Everyone, of course, is benefiting except for the working class people that she claims to represent. This is grift in its purest form. And this is the Truth Hurts Program. Pork is once again being served in Washington, D.C., literally and figuratively. Big juicy slices of pork were given to the lobbyists with the deepest wallets and the campaign contributors who wrote the most significant re-election checks. It is the way of the swamp. It is the way of Washington bureaucracy and the Beltway, and it explains exactly why so many people become so very wealthy in politics. Those two massive spending bills now circulating through Congress, you know, the so-called $1.9 trillion infrastructure bill, which is actually more like a $2.7 trillion infrastructure bill, and the reconciliation bill that they claim is $3.5 trillion, but is more like $5.5 trillion. Well, those things are filled with earmarks and special thank you gifts to big donors and the Gucci Gulch lobbyists. That's because the bills have thousands and thousands of pages and no one could possibly be expected to read them all and find all of those little tidbits of bacon shoved in between the pages. And we still don't know even half of what is in the bill because as Representative Democrat Richard Neal, the head of the House Ways and Means Committee admits, he wants to quote, hold off all of the details of the bill until we are at the altar, unquote. Sort of like Nasty Nancy's, you gotta pass it before we can know what's in it when it came to the Obamacare debacle. But doing some digging, here's what we do know so far about some of the little gems of bacon being inserted, rammed, jammed, crammed, and slammed into this wonderful bill, this multi-trillion dollar bill. Not billion, not million, trillion. There will be a tax break for rock stars to allow them to deduct the cost of qualified sound recording productions by up to $150,000 each taxable year. 
Bruce Springsteen and Rage Against the Machine should take note. Do you want an electric bicycle? Congress will give you a 15% refundable tax credit if you go out and buy one right now. Union members will be able to deduct their union dues from their income. And the unions, as we all know, will tout that as another perk to joining the unions. Now here's the strange part. The Davis-Bacon Act, bacon, get it, pork, but the Davis-Bacon Act forces federal contractors to pay higher union wages on their projects will now be extended to bonds used to pay for water, sewer, and highway infrastructure projects. There's a whole host of provisions subsidizing electric vehicles, including a $7,500 credit for buying an electric car. However, the tax break would be even more significant if the final assembly of those cars is performed at a domestic factory where workers are union members. A new separate break for buying used electric vehicles for up to $2,500 credit is also part of the deal. So, according to the Gropey Joe process, if you buy a Tesla and then sell it, you will get $10,000 in tax breaks. Think of the graft and the grift and all of the shady dealings that'll be going on there. All you have to do is buy one, sell it to your spouse, you'll get a $7,500 credit for buying it, and then a $2,500 tax credit for selling it to your own family member. That's not going to create problems, is it? The wind and solar industries will be getting billions and billions of dollars in handouts from you, the taxpayer. We're told how efficient renewable energy is, yet we have to give them more and more subsidies each and every year. Doesn't sound like they're very efficient to me. And here's one to help the Democrat congressional critters trying to pass the bill. They're going to exempt local news journalists from the employer side of the payroll tax. So that's really Democrats delivering for their political base. Every other worker has to pay the payroll tax, except for members of the liberal media. Oh, conservative media will also benefit. Yeah, but there aren't too many of them, are there? Over the past few decades, taxpayer groups and heroic senators such as Jim DeMint of South Carolina and the late Tom Coburn of Oklahoma worked to end these pork barrel items and spending bills. There was a prohibition against earmarks, but Democrats have put an end to that so they can reinstate pay-to-play politics. By injecting all of these slabs of pork into our federal tax code, we will be reversing all of the gains that were seen from the bipartisan tax reform under President Ronald Reagan. Back then, the goal was to lower tax rates, get rid of tax breaks so that the system was pro-growth and straightforward and made everyone pay their fair share. Joe Biden keeps saying this bill will make the rich pay its fair share, unless the rich people are contributors to the politicians, of course. Then they get goodie bags from the form of tax breaks from Congress and Joe Biden. Coburn used to say that pork spending was the gateway drug to multi-billion dollar spending bills. He was spot on, but now the addiction is so advanced, we're talking about multi-trillion dollar, not multi-billion dollar atrocities. If Congress passes these vast reconciliation bills, these so-called infrastructure bills, voters will like what's in it. There's an Obamacare-like line some Democrats are taking as President Gropey Joe steps up his campaign to pull the sprawling spending package kicking and screaming across the finish line. What's really, really important here is to emphasize that it's being paid for, is what they're saying. It's not being paid for, though, my friends. Not even close. The Washington Examiner pollster Celinda Lake said, you need to talk about what the money buys. A $3.5 trillion 10-year spending plan includes sweeping child care, elder care provisions, 
climate proposals, Green New Deal crap, drug pricing controls. While the measures are popular with some Democrats, they come with a healthy price tag that has most centrists and moderates on edge. In fact, Democrat Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona met with Gropey Joe this week to discuss this problem. Swing Democrat districts are also voicing concern. But speaking at the White House on Thursday, from his cue cards, from his teleprompter, from his puppet masters, Gropey Joe Biden laid out a choice. He said, quote, Are we going to control the economy and overwhelm and share of benefits, go to big corporations, very wealthy, or are we going to take this moment right now and set the country on a new path? He, of course, is referring to a new path to socialism, to communism, to bankruptcy of the U.S. economy. Ms. Lake said, The bill's components are even more popular than the bill itself because it panders and caters to certain special interests. The biggest issue we have is that people don't know what's in it. She added that worried Democrats are applying an old way of thinking to a multi-trillion dollar spending proposal and that the White House intends to fund as much of the package by raising taxes on corporations and the wealthy. I guess they don't understand trickle-down economics. I guess they don't understand that by taxing large corporations, those large corporations will have no choice but to raise prices. That means inflation. That means people are not making more money in their paychecks, but they're paying more and more and more and more for goods and services. Effectively, they, the poor, the consumers, will be paying for these massive tax hikes for at least the next 10 years if our nation survives that long. It's the first time where the funding mechanism for the package is one of the more popular proposals, she said. Voters like the idea that wealthy and big corporations will be paying their fair share. And the voters respond very strongly to the reassurance that no one making under $400,000 will be paying more in taxes, she said. She doesn't realize that the people are not that stupid. The people understand they will be paying more at the pump, at the cash register. But that's okay, because they skirted the lie that Joe Biden foisted upon the American people that no one will be paying more in taxes. They'll just be paying more in prices. Biden leaned into his message Thursday, stating that 50 million families will reap tax cuts from his plan, while big companies and the very wealthy would soon pay their fair share. I guess he hasn't got a clue what fair share is. Let's talk about a flat tax, Mr. Biden. That would be fair. Ms. Lake praised Biden as being, quote, totally on message, unquote, and that he should continue espousing the lie that the taxing me mechanism on the wealthy and people making over 400000 is the way to go. She says the campaign spent a tremendous amount of advertising dollars making that point. Yes, they did. They lied and lied and lied and spent a lot of money lying, and the stupider people believed those lies. Polls suggest Democrats could face massive headwinds with seniors and with suburban women as a result of this new tax and spend proposal. Biden's overall disapproval rating and more challenging for him, his strong disapproval ratings are right where Donald Trump's were before the November 2018 midterm elections when the Republicans lost both the House and the Senate and a numerous amount of governorships. The latest surveys out show Biden is deeply underwater in crucial swing groups, including independents, people in the Midwest, white women, suburban, and undecided voters. The same polls showed Gropey Joe's job approval slipping below 48% with a solid 50% disapproval rating. 
40% of, excuse me, 42% of respondents say they strongly disapprove of the president's job handling. A negative 19 points from those that were firmly in his favor before. The president's approval is the best predictor of whether an incumbent political party will gain or lose seats in the midterm elections, and we can only hope that the people are smart enough to vote these asshats out of office in the midterms. I had a debate with a family member over the mask mandates, the vaccination mandates, the hand washing mandates, the closure mandates, the social distancing mandates, the terminations of employment potential, the terminations of being able to attend a university potential if you don't follow these draconian measures put into place by gropey Joe Biden's executive orders. It's funny. They exempted the United States Postal Service from federal mask requirements. What the hell is that all about? I understand. People in Asian countries have been wearing masks for a couple of decades because of the smog. They didn't want those particulates, those heavy pollution carbon particulates that were belching out of smokestacks going into their lungs. So they wore masks. And I understand the premise that if I wear a mask and I spit when I talk, my spit stays in the mask and it doesn't get on you directly. And that if you spit when you talk, and everybody does, you may not do it very blatantly or openly, but everybody has a little bit of moisture that comes out of their mouth as part of the speaking process. I understand if I wear a mask and you wear a mask and we're standing right next to each other talking, we reduce the amount of particulates that pass between you and I. I understand that. I wear masks in public when I'm told to do so. Hell, I wear masks in public even in places where I'm not told to do so. But simply asking the question of this family member, why should we mask mandate, or mandate masks rather, set off this guy in a manner which I thought he was going to physically attack me. He insulted me. He used foul language and asked me if I was stupid. How could I not see the benefits? So I said, well, listen, the experts, the scientists, the people that are supposed to have spent their entire lives studying these things and certifying in these methodologies. The experts, the people who have been on the front lines of virology and epidemiology for decades. They got it wrong, not once, not twice, not three, but at least four times. Dr. Anthony Fufufufucci used and weaponized this creation of his people to lock down a globe, a whole entire earth because they decided to screw around with Mother Nature and make a formerly untransmissible disease transmissible in humans because they screwed with the DNA sequence. They effed with Mother Nature. But now we, everyone on planet Earth, is paying the price. No, this isn't a ploy to get Donald Trump out of office because it is a worldwide concern. And yes, I do believe that wearing a mask will keep you from getting certain things into your respiratory system but a minute, microscopic virus ain't one of them. It might keep some larger drywall particulates out of your lungs if you're painting and scraping, trying to redo your house after Hurricane Ida. But wearing a little paper mask or a cloth mask for what is supposedly the deadliest thing on planet Earth is ridiculous. If you work in a paint and body shop, you're wearing a hell of a lot more durable, higher filtration mask than these clowns walking around with a piece of paper around their ears. But this relative of mine says I'm ridiculous for pointing out facts and that I am causing people to die by espousing my viewpoint. 
If the mask is so damned effective, why do we need a vaccine? If the vaccine is so damned effective, why do we need a mask? If the shot and the mask is so damned effective, why do we need to social distance? If the shot, the mask, and the vaccine, and the social distancing is so damned effective, why do we need to lock down businesses and industries, but only certain ones? Why do our children have to sit six feet apart from one another in a classroom, but we can pack 107,000 football fans in a college football stadium without a mask, screaming and shouting and slapping hands? The hypocrisy is real, my friends. If what is good for the goose is indeed good for the gander, why do the Democrats go to these massive soirees and parties without masks on, but require the lowly help to wear masks? And then when they see a camera rolling, they all scurry to put their masks on. I'm sorry, my friends. I cannot see that the mask is the cure. I can't see the vaccine is the cure because they lied to us about that as well. That they said, we will create a vaccine that will prevent you from getting COVID. And of course, that didn't work. So now they're modifying the message to say, we're giving you a vaccine to lessen the severity of the COVID you will most likely get. Because when we created COVID and it is now out of control, we cannot control it. Now they're saying one mask, two mask, vaccine, social distance, and lockdown. If this Delta variant is as bad as they say it is and it's now affecting children, why did we lock down schools for an entire year when no children were affected by the original coronavirus? And now that children are supposedly far, far more susceptible, we're demanding the schools be opened. The double standard, the hypocrisy, the mixed messaging, the outright lies, and the massive cover-up are yet to be revealed because the mainstream media is part of this debacle. Gropey Joe Biden said when he took office, he would be the adult in the room and he would get this thing under control. It is far, far more out of control now, 241 days into the Biden debacle, than it was under Donald Trump's leadership. But they don't want you to know that. So they keep foisting stories upon you like coin shortages and murder hornets and people being killed by alligators. And of course, they have to divert your attention away from all of the other massive screw-ups of the Biden administration. They can't talk about the massive immigration crisis at the southern border, which is bringing 200,000 potentially COVID-positive migrants illegally across our border. That's just the ones that get caught each and every month. 10 months, 200,000. That's 2 million that got caught. 10 months, 200,000 potential terrorists or COVID-positive illegal invaders trespassing into our country. And that's just the ones that got caught. Estimates are that as many as 25 get away without being caught for every one that is caught. Do the math. That type of uncontrolled, unchecked, illegal immigration is unsustainable for our economy. An economy that is already headed downward in a spiral as inflation spikes, joblessness rises, job participation falls, prices go up, people are out of work, people are getting sick, and I am getting sick and tired of saying the same thing over and over. It falls upon deaf ears, I think, my friends. That's about all the time we have for this lengthy edition of the Truth Hurts program. There's a lot to say. And it can't all be squeezed into 30 short minutes, I am afraid. Go out there and make it a great day, and we'll try and cut the next one back down to 30 minutes. We'll see you next time.
You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program, copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Network. Thank you.